guys. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope it was good for you. Hope it was as good for you as it was for me. Um, I had a pretty good one. It was definitely fast, though. I say this probably every time, but they're just so fast. And with daylight savings time rearing its ugly head and moving us forward an hour, which, by the way, I just got to ask the question, why do we do this on the weekend? Like, I get why we fall back on the weekend. Like, that makes sense to me. But springing forward should be done at 3 p.m. on a Friday. You know, we should just give everyone that give everyone that hour. And just let everybody go. Yeah, here's your hour. It's three o'clock. You just spring to four and everybody gets to go home. Then that that lessens the blow a little bit of daylight savings time. Because I gotta be honest with you, when you take an hour of sleep away over the weekend from people, you've like they I think that the thought is you won't feel that as much. But the truth is you totally feel that because your Sunday is just wrecked. It's just so fast, you know? It's it's unfortunate. So I'm tired. I'm recouping from that. I'm sure you are too. That hour that was stolen from us, mostly like the tax dollars, apparently, that are being stolen by uh, our friend Joe Biden. So the news comes out this morning. Joe Biden has announced that he is planning a tax hike. Wow, shocker, a tax hike? Who would have seen this coming? Who would have seen this coming? A tax hike? No. No, no, no. That's not possible. Because Joe Biden said he wouldn't do that. Oh, but he is. But he is. He is. And let me tell you why he is. He's doing it because this he needs to. How else are they going to pay for all of this crap? And even this tax hike isn't going to pay for all of this crap. So all of this stuff that was snuck into the COVID relief bill, which really was not a COVID relief bill, like like 5% of that was COVID relief. And the rest was just slush funds for democratic causes. That's what it was. The way they package these bills is very interesting to me. I get it from a marketing standpoint. You package them in a way that's easily palatable and hard to argue. So you'll call a bill the, the, I don't want gay people to be thrown into a vat of oil bill. And then everyone agrees with that because no one wants gay people thrown into a vat of oil. Well, maybe the Middle East, but no one that doesn't live in the Middle East or China wants gay people thrown into a vat of oil. So you call a bill that, and then you throw in some language that says Congress condemns gay people being thrown into a vat of oil, and then you stuff the bill full of a bunch of your pet projects, make sure that your donors are taken care of, and then you move on. But people can't argue against the bill because if you do, they'll come back and they'll look at you and they'll say, you're pro throwing gay people in a vat of oil. This is how they do these bills. It's, it's, it's absolutely absurd. You know, what, what's this like voter equality one that's that's coming? H.R. 1, the one that's like basically takes our elections, wipes the federal government's ass with it, with them and then throws them away to make sure that Republicans never win another election again because that's the it takes all the security that we have around elections and just strips it and then they call that voter fairness or whatever they they put some dumbass um soft term they attach some some soft term to it like voter equality or voter fairness because then overweight Stacey Abrams can go on television and say oh, I need my insulin shot and then afterwards say I can't believe that 
you know, this is Jim Crow. They can, they can just throw out Jim Crow because they throw words like suppression and fairness and equality and they just take all equity. That's the new one. They just take all these words and throw them at you and you can't argue against it. Even if it's a real trash bill that basically ruins the country. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, you're not pro-voter equality? The For the People Act. That's what that stupid crap is called. The For the People Act. What a stupid name. You're not for the people? What? <gasps> Ted Cruz isn't for the people? Oh, no. Who's he for then? He, he doesn't like the For the People Act, so he's not for the people. It's stupid. It's also stupid, but it works, and that's why they do it. That's why they do it. So, UCLA Gymnastics throws out a tweet today. Maybe this was today. I don't know. No, this was January 24th. Why is this just now getting... Anyways, whatever. This is just now trending right now, January 24th. They And they, they put on the tweet, and it's a, it's a, it's a lady doing gymnastics, by the way. Just want to, I want to prefer, preface that. That's what it is. It's a pretty good gymnast. I don't know anything about gymnastics. I really don't. But when I'm watching this performance, I would say this is a pretty, pretty good performance to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know what a good performance is. Um, but it's it's fine. I guess it's just somebody dancing around. I, I don't, I don't know what's good and what's not. Anyways, they labeled the performance. This is what hashtag black excellence looks like. Uh, somebody does it again. Fire emoji. Pac-12 network. I guess the lady performing. I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to. There are people on the sidelines like dancing with her. Is that even like a? Anyways, basically what this what this tweet does is it um it takes this lady's talent, which again to me, this is fine. I don't know if this is good or bad. But it takes her talent and it puts it second. Black excellence. But the key there is black, right? This tweet in and of itself is racist, first of all, because what UCLA Gymnastics is telling us by this tweet is that this is excellent for black people, but it insinuates that, but, you know, white people, meh, you know, not so excellent when you compare it to white people's performances. It's only excellent in the context of black. You see, for all black performers, this is excellent. You're, you're limiting the scope of the excellence of this performance. If you would just take the word black out and you would say, this is what excellence looks like, that means that this is excellent when compared to anything else. Anything else. Not white performances, not black performances, not brown performances, red, green, yellow, blue, whatever. When you throw that word in there, you're limiting the amount of excellence that this performance has. So now I'm looking at this in a completely different scope. Also, why is her racial identity more important than her talent? That is the other question we should be asking when we read this tweet. And this is a university. This is UCLA. Now, it's UCLA, so we, we don't really care. But it's UCLA. Gymnastics tweeted this. This racist tweet. They tweeted this. And if I were this young lady, I would be pissed because I would say, whoa, 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 why does it have to be black excellence? Why can't this just be excellence all in general? But that's not how the world thinks anymore because they're conditioning everyone to be a racist. So, you know, this is only excellent when uh, for black people. So good job. I'm not going to pronounce this woman's name. I'm probably going to say it wrong and then everybody will call me a bigot. So whatever. But this is the type of stuff, man, that you read this 
And you're just like, dude, what, what does this do? Like, what good does this do? None. There's no good that this does. This limits her performance. It limits her talent. It doesn't take into account, oh, she's just black. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. So, I don't know what to think about that. Because it really upsets me. And it just ties into all the critical race theory stuff we've been talking about, right? All this stuff does is create more racists. The ideology of critical race theory lines up with the ideology of white supremacy so much that you could inter, you could intertwine the two. You could take, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do this for a segment. But you could take to the streets and you could say all of the tenets of critical race theory. And you could say that some white supremacist said it and then everyone in the, the, the street would denounce it. Or you could take all of the tenets of white supremacy, the KKK, all of that stuff. You could package it up and say this was part of critical race theory uh, and people would accept it. But they're all the same. It doesn't matter. They're interchangeable. You could take one from the other and mix them up and, and you would never know, right? The idea that white people are excellent, white people are perfect, white people are what you should strive to be, that is ridiculous. That is white supremacy. And that don't don't kid yourself. That is what critical race theory is saying. When when you are told that because you are black, you're going to be late, you're not going to be successful, you're not going to understand language, you can't read, you can't write, you're held down, you're oppressed, you're constantly a victim, you can't do anything for yourself, you need the government for everything. That is white supremacy, right? That's that's just what that is. Dude, I can't believe Biden's announcing tax cuts. I think it's so funny. I think it's so funny. So yesterday at the Grammys, it's important to note there's a mask mandate in Los Angeles, but at the Grammys, all of these famous celebrities are running around touching each other. They're all close together. None of them are wearing masks. All, this, all these pictures came out. These are the same jackasses that want to lecture. Boy, these people look freaking weird, man. These are the same people that want to lecture you about wearing a mask. You got to wear a mask. Don't go out in public without a mask. Get vaccinated, yada, yada, yada. And then here they all are just standing together with no masks. With just nothing on their faces. Just real close together. Is that Taylor Swift? Ooh, she looks different. Robbie Starbuck tweeted this. It was a good tweet. There's a mask mandate in Los Angeles. Violations carry a $1,000 fine or six months in jail. But if you're a celebrity at the Grammys, celeb parties are no big deal. If you have a party with your family in LA, the, the, you'll get your power turned off. But the Grammys, it's fine, you see, because these are rich celebrities and the rules don't apply to them, silly. Only you. You're not a rich celebrity, so shut up, pleb. You don't make music or movies or some other goofy crap that doesn't mean anything. Um... The elite get to party and you lose your business and your jobs. And if you're not outraged at this, you should be. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's interesting. And you got all these people in here defending the elites, which is hilarious to me. The liberals are out here defending the wealthy and the elites. Which is exactly what the left does these days. They're just cucks for the elites. And I think they, they might enjoy it. They might like like it. I don't know. I can't figure it out. It's weird to me that you would cuck for millionaires and billionaires. But 
but people do. It's, it's a weird thing. There's definitely oh, uh, so also at the Grammys last night, there was a great performance by uh, what's her name, some stallion, what Megan the Stallion, I don't know, some stallion woman, and uh, Cardi B, uh, where they're they're just grinding all over each other in a bed. Uh, with like stripper poles and stuff and that's okay we're supposed to celebrate that so so good job ladies but uh, uh dr seuss gets canceled so your kids can watch two you know i think one of them is at least moderately overweight women grinding on each other um but uh you know talking about their private areas um but but dr seuss is a no-go sorry dr seuss drew someone a chinese person and that's a no-go. You know, it really probably is because it was a Chinese person. And you know how these celebrities and these bloggers cuck for China so much. So that's probably what it really is, right? Just, China was offended because... And all hail China. Um, I find it very... You know, I, we've talked about this before. I just Twitter is such a disgusting cesspool. If you get out in the real world, it's not, I promise it's not like this. I mean, we, we, I did a parade this weekend. Uh, I know, right? I did a parade. I did a parade. It was a reverse parade, which is a little weird in and of itself. But basically what this was, was the people who would normally do the parade, the floats, the demonstrations, all that stuff. They stood still and then the general public stayed in their cars and they, they drove around and looked at all the, the displays and stuff. So it was a reverse parade, you see. It's not like they went backwards. It was just the people were driving through, not the performers, and the performers were stationed on the the side of the road. So uh, anyways, in this reverse parade, there were some things that I noticed. And I think they're important things because your perception of reality is very dependent on where you are. Like, like if you're just on Twitter all day, you're going to have a different perception of reality than if you're actually out and about in public. And this is why people complain about the masks. This is why people complain about social distancing. They complain about us having to stay home. They complain about businesses not being open. I mean, yeah, they complain because of economic reasons, duh. But it's also this. You need human-to-human -human contact. You really do. If you want to empathize and sympathize with your neighbor, you need to be present with them. Because I'm telling you right now, when I was out at this parade, what did I see? I saw people who had different ideologies standing together. I saw a lot of mixed races um, my party in and of itself was, was biracial. Um, I saw a lot of smiles, everybody waving to each other, smiling, laughing. I mean, it was beautiful. It was almost like it was real touching to be honest with you, because we've been locked down. We've been forced inside. We've been forced to wear masks and to stay away from each other, but there's a lot of power in a smile. There really is. And you don't get to see that when you're wearing a mask. But seeing so many people just smiling, all these kids laughing and smiling, it touched me. It really did. In a way, it touched my heart. It touched my heart. It did, though. And I almost got emotional about it because, you know, this was like this. It, while it wasn't normal, there's nothing normal about a reverse parade. Seeing people's reactions, their faces, their smiles, waving, everybody getting along. That was beautiful, man. And I do often wonder, like, does any of this crap mean anything? Like, And it does. It really does. But just for your day-to-day -day life, like, we need to be around each other, man. So all of these things need lifted. We need to stop worrying. Like, and I get it. COVID's bad, and I'll probably be flagged for this. But, guys, we need to live life, man. Otherwise, the divide is just going to get deeper and deeper. Because when you spend all day on Twitter realizing how much you disagree with everybody and how stupid the world's getting, 
It makes you a miserable, unhappy person who just wants to argue with everybody all the time. It makes you not able to sympathize with your neighbor. Like, it really does. And it creates this, like, toxic. I hate using that word, right? It does. It creates this, like, toxic environment for everybody where you're just constantly hostile and upset. I think that's what they want. And I think that's part of why some governors are keeping you locked down because it serves their their bigger goals. Um, they want people to be unhappy and miserable because those people are easier to manipulate and control. But if people realize how stupid all of this is and then they realize that they can go back and they realize how much they miss humanity, then people will start to revolt and they'll start to stand up and they'll start to push back on our overlords who have forced us into this position that we're in who continue to strip away our rights at a record pace, raise our taxes, devalue our dollar, cost of living's going up. It's just, it's nuts, man. But getting out there was really nice and it really changed my perspective. So my recommendation to you and my recommendation to a lot of people is don't stop following CNN. That's the first thing you can do to make yourself happy. I'm just that just came up. But stop go outside. Interact with other people. Talk, laugh, take your mask off and just smile. And you'll change, you know, you know, again, you can stand 6 feet away from somebody and do it outdoors, but take your mask off and smile and let people see your smile. And it's infectious. They will smile too, I promise you. They will smile too. And I think that's important we need that connection. Otherwise, You'll be online just reading crap that Ted Lou writes and, and just wondering how this human being can walk the earth. Um, it's disgusting. Uh, anyways, also, this, this whole Tucker Carlson stuff, I want to touch on this a little bit. I just spent all this time telling you that we need to be united, and I'm going to talk about this Tucker Carlson stuff. Um... John Oliver is trending right now. And that's because John Oliver did a hit piece on his show that I don't know why anyone would watch. He's not funny. And he's not smart enough to be a political commentator. You know, he just goes with the narrative. If you ever watch John Oliver and you want, you know, just line that up with the Democrat narrative and it, it lines up perfectly because John Oliver is just a shill. He, he's, he's not a free thinker. He's just a shill. He's a comedian who reads a script pretends like he's smarter than you are for some reason a lot of what he's telling you is either incorrect or just a lie and people like that but he's not funny and he hasn't been funny for a long long time he was funny on the daily show a little bit before he started taking himself too seriously but now he takes himself way too seriously and he's just not funny but anyways he's doing a hit piece on tucker carlson because everyone's doing a hit piece on tucker carlson right now because tucker carlson told the truth and people don't like the truth you know this the left hates the truth but the truth is, is that, you know, the piece that Tucker did was based on them adjusting flight suits uh, to fit women who are pregnant, right? Maternity suits, which is, it's funny to me, again, let's just start here. It's funny to me that the left is coming after someone who would criticize pregnant women when the left doesn't want pregnant women. They hate babies. They love murdering babies. They, they advocate for the murder of children, and yet they want pregnant women to be, you know, always taken care of so it's just a weird juxtaposition they convince women to make the worst decision of their lives while they're pregnant but then at the same time they want to they want the military to accommodate pregnant women. it's just weird anyways but 
the the idea here is that pre a pregnant woman would be active duty. A pregnant woman would be engaged in potentially combat. She's got a flight suit. She would be flying a plane. Now, I don't know about you, but our military, and Tucker made this point, and it is an absolutely true point, our military is not there to just guarantee everyone a job. Our military is there to protect Americans, and our military needs to be filled with the strongest individuals. Like, I wanted to join the military, this is full disclosure, and I wasn't able to because I'm asthmatic. And because I have that condition, I'm not allowed to join the military. And I was a little upset about it. I was a little upset about it, right? I'm like, dang, I want to serve and I can't. But the truth is the military needs the best and the strongest because that's who's going to be standing between China and us, you see? And if you want to line up a bunch of pregnant women to stand in front of China and us, first of all, why do you want pregnant women to die? Why do you want pregnant women to be in combat? That's the last thing I want. I want pregnant women to be at home so that they can give birth so that we can have more beautiful babies in this world. But again, the left hates babies, so that's probably really why they want... They probably see it as a way to like stop global warming if all these pregnant women just get shot down out of an airplane. But So there's this whole big thing about it. The military like tweeted stuff out, which is so ridiculous that the military would take a political stance. Think about all of the countries where the military has taken a political stance and how that usually turns out. I, the answer is not well, by the way. But it does line up with the way that the, the left has, has strategically placed themselves as communists. Having the military defend their ideology and crush uh, opposing ideology lines up perfectly with, with how countries have slid right into socialism and communism. So it's just good to know that that train is still moving forward. But that's the most ridiculous part of this, right? Is that the military decided to speak out against a political commentator. That's the best that our military can do. Not line up our defenses, not stop China, who, by the way, is gearing up their military and now has the biggest navy in the entire world. Okay, gee, I wonder why they're doing that. It's because they're going to take Taiwan. And the United States' response to that is going to be of utmost importance. And we're not going to be militarily strong to do it because we're, we're teaching our soldiers how to wear high heels and we're making sure that pregnant women are going to be flying the planes uh, above. So that's good. That's what we need to do, right? That is not what our military should be focused on. Our military should not care about, um, you know, our, our military has just traditionally been pretty diverse um, and pretty equal. But the weird thing is, and here's the biggest, the best part of all of this, okay? The big argument is that Tucker Carlson's a mean, no good son of a bee because he doesn't want the military to be focused on pregnant flight suits. I don't want the military to be focused on pregnant flight suits. I want the military to be focused on military things, but whatever. Okay. Our military should not be virtue signaling. That's my stance. Um, they should be preparing for combat. However, the same people that are arguing for equality when it comes to flight suits and the availability of flight suits are arguing to change the testing requirements for the military because they're just too hard for women. This was a report that I saw going around this morning that there are people who are calling for testing to be changed. They think it should be lesser for women than it should for men um, because it's the, the women aren't capable of, of performing at the level of the men. Well, that right there tells you everything you need to know. But I just find that the hypocrisy and that hilarious, right? Oh, women should be able to to where we should get flight suits for women because of equality and women are just as strong as men. But at the same time, we need to change the testing requirements because in fact, women aren't as strong as men. It's just true. It's biologically true. I'm sorry, but it is. Now there are going to be um, exceptions to that rule as there are every rule, right? Like China from the WWE could probably, 
you know, lift as heavy as some men, if not heavier than some men. But those aren't the men that I want in the military. I don't want the men in the military that China can lift heavier than. I want the men who can lift as heavy as Triple H in the military, right? I want the fighters in the military. I want the best. I want. I, I do want good minds in the military. But you can find well-rounded, smart people who are fit, and we should incentivize those people to be the ones who are defending this country, right? And I'm sorry. I want the best of the best. I want it to be equal. So equal opportunity, kind of like the NFL and the MLB, right? Equal opportunity. There's no rule that says that women can't join, but you have to prove that you are as strong as the men because you need to protect the men. And if you can do that, then more power to you. You can serve. Otherwise, our military should be the best, the brightest, and the strongest, and we shouldn't care about anything else. I don't care if you're a woman, a man, a black, a white, a lesbian, a gay, a transgender. I don't care about any of it. If you are as strong and able to defend the United States of America from threats domestic and abroad, then you can join the military. If you cannot perform your duties at the highest level, the highest level, then get the F out because we need people who are going to stand between us and China, not a bunch of pregnant women so that they can be gunned down and lose their babies and their lives. And China takes the United States in 45 seconds because we have a bunch of ninnies protecting the country. That is not acceptable. I'm sorry, and it shouldn't be acceptable for you, and I don't care how equality and diversity, woo, until we're gunned down, until we're held at gunpoint by Chinese soldiers. That matters more than anything. That's what the military is for. So I agree with Tucker, and I agree with those who have come out defending Tucker, because it's, it's just true. I'm sorry, it's true. Facts, what is it? Ben Shapiro says facts don't care about your feelings, right? And he's absolutely right, and especially in this regard. There's no room for emotional crap when it comes to protecting us from China. I don't know. Anyways, well, that's the show I got for you guys today. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Please like, share, subscribe, do all the things. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll do another one. And uh, should be a good one. Should be a good one. Thank you guys very much. I will see you guys next time.